so welcome everybody um we are here uh well i'm here and dawn's here and all the above and uh you know new york city's looking a lot better today we uh, had some really really horrible horrible weather um inclement weather i like to call it horrible i kind of feel guilty when i call weather horrible I feel like I'm being disrespectful to God. Like, how could you give us this? No, but it was, it was a little inclement. It was very humid, and um, we're rolling. It's 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 a it's a beautiful feeling now. I just can't deal with humidity. Now I know well, you 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 located in Atlanta, right? So I am. I am. Do you guys have humidity out there? Because I'm a beach person, so I, I I gotta have water. Like I live near water, so what's going uh, on? It, yeah, the humidity is real. The humidity, hence the uh, the lovely curls and showing my natural look. Yeah, yeah. the humidity is real. <laughs> oh, so you gotta keep curls because the humidity <laughs> is gonna be nuts. It will, it will, and this is just the beginning. It's uh, it's June. It rolls until late September, so it's a lot. Oh wow! Now, uh, you know, I wanted to ask this question. If anybody knows, you should know. Dawn Dawn Cook is my first female pilot that I interviewed here. Um, don't get mixed up with number two and three, uh, but she's number one. And <laughs> to all you players out there, I know y'all trying to get mixed. What are you talking about? They like one number one, two. Nah, she's number one, and she. Um, you know what? I see this disturbing clip on the news, and I have to bring this up. It's the only question I forgot to ask you the last time. They subdued somebody. I believe it was in Houston or something for uh, hijacking, attempted hijacking. Mm-hmm. They actually still try that? You know, yes, not not prevalent. This is not something that happens all the time. But we have millions of people in the world. And some people just have it in their head that they're gonna try to do this. And they're gonna they're gonna be the one that makes it work. And they're gonna be the one that, you know, goes against the odds and, and makes it happen. So it's still out there. It's nothing to be concerned about. It's nothing to be worried about. It's, I wouldn't even give it a second thought, but okay. it's still, it still happens on the very, very rare occasion. Someone just very, tries very to, rare. Very rare. someone just tries a couple now it's, it's a little hijink. Like someone just tries to do something and it just, it doesn't work. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed that. Cause I, I mean, when it comes to, uh, the passengers, FBI is just like, you don't even know who's FBI. Oh, my God. You can see a little kid that's like 10 years old. They flash <laughs> in a gold badge. Jesus Christ. <laughs> just don't know who's who. But you know what? I just wanted to let that be, you know, more of a safety concern. I just wanted to ask you that because I've seen something. And the news clip was only like 40 seconds long. So it was like, it kind of like get it out there just to give no ideas. Yeah. Just, hey, this happened. Next. Right, on. right, right. Yeah. That's exactly what I picked up. Yeah. So this has been amazing. Um, I've, listen, I've seen a lot of things with you on the internet, and it's great to see a, a, a woman of color. When you see things on the internet, they ain't ratchet. So give her a round of applause. God damn, give her a round of applause. <laughs> You're too kind. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you see things on Google, you know, you pick up things, and I'm like, you know what? Um, what what basically, because I, I, we all know that you're a commercial airplane pilot. Obviously, if you guys watched the video three months ago, me and Dawn did a fantastic live. You know, I want to know basically what, you know, where did this incredible talent come from? Because the, the, when, I got, when I picked up off the internet with you, you were kind of 
kind of bigger, not to disrespect, but kind of bigger than what you do because you you know you're sitting on this show. What show was that? What talk show was that? Ellen? No, no. Uh, it was the uh, Harry Connick Jr. show. Yes, Harry Connick Jr. Years, show. Yeah. Yes. yes. And um, he was just like in awe, like almost to the point where it's like, I mean, should you have been hosting that show? I mean, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised. So <laughs> you're too kind. So the the how that came about was simply um, the captain that I was with, Captain Stephanie Johnson. She was the first African American female pilot that became a captain at uh, the airline that I work at, and then we were able to work together. And so we made history as the first African-American female pilots in a flight deck at a major airline. And so that's how that came about. And it was absolutely phenomenal, not for us and what we did, but just to plant that seed, to show others what's possible, to just get rid of that stigma that flying just has to be all military or all men or something that people, you know, women that look like me can't do or young Asian-American women, young you know, African-American women, young, what, whatever, just, it doesn't have to be this stigma. And so when you never question the status quo, you accept it. And so that's what was just wonderful to do to shed light on what is possible. And that is what I make my life's purpose is to just be an example of what's possible. Now that was the, the, the crew. That was actually the first black Afro-American female crew. Crew. Yes. Damn. Yes. Captain and first officer. Yes. What is it, AO32? What's the plane you fly in? Uh, we fly the Airbus, an Airbus 3. Uh, actually, with our fleet, we have three different versions of the airplane, but it's the Airbus 321 and 320. Ladies and gentlemen, we, 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 we'll talk about that at the time. Yes, <laughs> yes. Those are minor we, we, details. We, we, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't want to lose myself. So listen, now, as you know, we, we were discussing this whole situation now with I asked you, in the friendly skies, right, you don't really see too much of stress. Clearly, everybody's thing right now is to get away. Everybody wants to get away. Everybody wants to get away. Nate, I want to go. I want to get out of here. I just want to leave. I just want to get away. That's always the alternative to be in the sky. But when you are on the ground, you're on reality, right? Do you notice situations with stress and do you get annoyed? By seeing personal things, you know, traffic situations. Somebody cut you off. This one did that. You know, I mean, I know I can't picture doing like, what the F is going on? What the fuck? <laughs> what, 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 what goes on on the ground that you see that's just far too common now in, re, in regards to detention? So that's, that's an excellent question. And I think you and I, we've had this discussion before. So flying is something that brings me joy and passion. But my other passion is coaching and helping especially females, powerful females, that you have your stuff together. You are the mom. You are the CEO of your house. You're starting your own business. You are you know, a wife, a partner, a friend, a volunteer. You're doing it all. And so that mindset is something that I truly step into and believe in. But I think um, to answer both of your questions, you, yes, I see it everywhere. I think you see it everywhere. You everywhere. see it. I mean, we've chatted. You see it in the grocery line. You see it with someone cutting you off and this road rage that comes out of, I mean, how many of us and people, you know, whether it's, you know, Pam who just said hello or Nancy that said hello, you see the road rage, you hear it in the news and it's just heartbreaking to hear how some of this ends and people are just angry. They're angry. Mm -hmm. And I think we all understand when, you know, you've just, you've been closed up for a bit. You know, you've, you've been hindered. Your finances have been hindered. There's stuff that you need to do 
and you can't live the way you want to. And, and it makes people angry. And I think it's a natural reaction to take it out on others or whoever just comes across your path. Right. But it's not always the best reaction. And so you asked if I get angry. Honestly, and I'm, I'm no saint. <laughs> That's not okay. happening. Not right. at all. However, I also understand everybody's going through something. Everybody okay. is going through something. And your frustration Everybody. is not something that I have to be, you know, that I have to join in. And it's, but it's easy. It's easy for frustration, anger, right. judgment, for all of that to be contagious. And you just jump right on board. You know, you start judging too. You get angry too. It's easy to do. But if you just take a minute and realize the control that you do have, you don't have to join. And so I just, I try to give people grace and space. You're going through something. I don't know what that is as you cut me off at a light. I don't know what that is when, you know, you're angry at the grocery store person. I don't, I don't know what you're going through, but you're going through something. And it's, you know, it's not my job to go and save the world, but it, as me, who I am and what I stand for, I choose to give you that space. You do yeah. you, boo. If you want to talk about it, that's a whole different story, but I'm not going to join that conversation and get angry with you and go down that negativity and that spiral, but also just give you the respect and the space that you just, you're going through something. It's okay to be mad. Not okay to be mean, mm -hmm. but it's okay to be mad. And you are, you, you, you are aware to this, to the point where, for example, let's just give, give an example of something that you dealt with on the ground where you was like, well, hold on, hold on now. I wrote this book on this. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you bringing up the book. Look at you bringing up the book. <laughs> I couldn't hold it back. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I wrote a book literally on this that's coming yes, out soon. I did. I did. And I promised to send you a copy. So one of yes. the things I wrote about um, my book, it's called um, The Abatrix Mindset. Stop stalling, start soaring every aspect of your life. And it is not about being a pilot. No, it is about being powerful. But one of the things I talk about in the book is I have, you know, a client of mine and this was a few years ago, but she would get in traffic every day and she was just angry. She's angry at the traffic. She's angry at the waste of her time. She's angry and that's okay. But what are you going to do with that? You have a choice. Life is always happening for you. And so what do you do with that? And so we, we work together and, you know, she kind of took that anger and okay, this is a job I've chosen. I have a good job. I have a healthy family to go home to. I have money from the job. Like there's so many great aspects of this. So how can I pivot my mindset towards what's going on? And we did, you know, she comes home happier. She comes home more refreshed. She takes advantage of that time versus just being stuck in this bubble of anger, which is very easy to do. And I think it's just, it's, it's literally just, you don't know that you can pivot your mindset. A lot of my clients come to me, they don't know that they have control. They don't know that they have choices. And when you are constantly bombarded by this idea that life is attacking you and it's holding you back and it's getting you down and you don't have a choice, it gets very frustrating. And it's almost like you're a caged animal. You have this entire world, but you're trapped. And so that's one of the things we talk about in that, but you're not trapped. You do have choices. You just didn't know. You didn't know. Well, we usually we usually go to anger first because it's more of a thing of I had it up to here. I'm the next person that says this, I'm cursing this one out, giving this person a piece of my mind. Mm -hmm. um, but now you're losing control. When That's you're doing true. That. And when you think about that, if you look at the core of what anger is, it's disappointment. It's disappointment and frustration. You're frustrated that somebody cut you off. 
You're frustrated that the line has to wait so long. You're frustrated that you have to wait in traffic. It's not what you were expected. So when your expectations aren't met, you get frustrated. And so our natural instinct or what we've been taught is the only outlet is just rage and yelling and complaining and judging where you have control over that. Someone cuts you off. I'm not saying you need to be Mother Teresa and be like, oh, it's great. I'm happy everyone cut me off. Please right. Right. do it. But at the same time, you know, it, it is what it is. Let's move on. Let's move on into more powerful things. Well, what happens now? Let's just say, is it a defense mechanism that we have or is it weak when we become them? You know, you're at the light. Somebody's like, ah, you know, you're asshole. You know, what do you do? You know, do you just say, do you smile or do you just say, ah? <laughs> nobody? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for calling me that. Yeah, no, thank so, you. I appreciate you know, that. I'm, I'm hesitant to use words like weak. I don't think it's weak. I just think it's easy for that negative energy to be contagious. So if someone says, you know, and, and you're defensive, like, you know, if someone says, screw you, no, screw you. Like you're, you're attacking me. You feel attacked. You want to defend yourself. And so I, there again, it's a choice. Let them, you can let it go or you can join into that negative energy. And it's almost as if that anger and negative energy is, it's almost like a tornado. You know, it's easy to get sucked into that spiral of what's going on, that spiral of complaining and negativity and attacking. It's easy to do. And it takes strength, determination, and a lot more confidence to just step back and let them be their own tornado. You like do that. you. You have a lot going on, but I don't, I don't need to be a part of that. Because you, you have your own stuff going tested. on. We all have our own stuff going on. So you, you, like, you test, like, like, even when you're at, the, at work, do you have a situation where a plane cut in front of you, like, oh, the freaking jerk, you could have went to this different runway. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do. Yes, I really? do. But you know, at the same time, you know what? We're I I always think of this though, and this I hope this helps anyone who's listening. You're where you're supposed to be. If they cut you off, let them go. You're where mm. you're supposed to be. Mm. So if they, if it's traffic, if it's a line, if it's you know someone's rushing and you are exactly where you're supposed to be. So nothing is wrong. Let them go do what they need to do. That's I not like your business. That. You focus on you. And whether I'm at, you know, my, my main job or working with a client or actually the other day I'm merging in traffic and I'm in the Atlanta area. So we have, you know, you do 85 on 85. Right. That's just how it is down here. And, you know, someone cut me off and I had to slam on my brakes. 85 is kind of, 85 is kind of high up here. Though. Uh, I mean, yeah. 85 we, is the we, right we, lane. Wow. Don't, don't we, you be going 85 we, in the left We don't have that here. <laughs> They just watch that's Yeah, yeah. Y'all got it good. Damn. So, but I mean, they, they completely cut you off and it's just, you have a choice. And so in um, Dr. Stephen Covey's book, he mentions, and it's a quote that not by him, but he mentions a quote that he found. I'm going to butcher right. it, but he says, you know, between the stimulus and your reaction, you have a choice to respond. So between someone cutting you off, someone being nasty, someone going crazy, someone having road rage, there is this split moment and you have a choice. Right. You can respond or you can react. React is that rage that's getting involved in that tornado. Responding yes. is, let him be. 
Right. Let them go. Let them fly down the highway at 200 miles per hour. That's how mm. angels are made. Yes, yes. I'll you let people you. go around me. You'll go ahead that, and go around me. Go. That's fine. I don't yeah. have to get yeah. caught up in that. Mm -hmm. That spiral of energy and negativity and anger and rage, let that go with that car in front of you or whoever it is, whatever right. the example is. We're using traffic as an example. But there is an instant where you can choose to respond. And that it's so small. It's so small. A lot of us don't even realize we have the opportunity to make a choice. We feel like we can only react because that's split second. It's almost like blinking. That's what we do. That's, right. that's just what you do. That's how you react. But you have to learn to respond. And that's a muscle that we can all build up within each and every one of us. The key is to respond. Respond. Like that. Respond mm -hmm. and respond. Some people may think, well, I respond. I cursed them out. No, that's not a response. No, no. Oh. That's a mini adult tantrum. That's a reaction. Mm. That's a reaction. Responding is a choice and letting them go or saying something kind or, you know, letting it be. That's a response. Those are two totally different things. Now, in regards to the mindset, um, your Instagram is Aviatrix Mindset. The mindset, the mindset, even though you said the book is not necessarily for people to try to be future pilots or anything yeah, like that. Not at all. Um, how how intricate is the mindset of a pilot where a person could incorporate that to regular everyday life, particularly from the aviatrics, aviatrics mindset that you pretty much obtained through this book? What a lovely question. Thank you for asking that. So what I did was, and it's not even about, you know, current things and meaning yesterday, um, I'm a flight instructor. And what I took was stories of when I'm giving, I was you, I'm giving you the floor new just students how to fly. If you see me disappear, I'm giving you the floor. But go. Oh, <laughs> so what? What I did was I took stories of when I had students that were just learning how to fly, and this is you know discovery flights. We talk about that, learning how to use your instruments. But what I found was when I started coaching women, I used a lot of my flight instructor skills to transfer what I was teaching what I was teaching and what I was using, how to create a functioning, effective, safe pilot, I was using that in the world of coaching. And so that's what it is. Aviatrix Mindset is literally a book about taking over. And there are three sections of that book, and I won't go too deep into it, but we talk about the three things that I teach my students, how to aviate, navigate, and communicate. Those three things. And so aviate meaning take control of your life. You have so much more power than you realize. Take control of your life. The next is to navigate. What do you want to do? When I teach my students how to fly, you have to learn to get from point A to B safely, effectively, and efficiently, and stay on course. And so we talk about goals, and not just goals, true goal setting. And we create flight plans, meaning how do you get on course? How do you make sure you're falling off? You want to lose 20 pounds? It's not Weight Watchers. It's all up here. You want to lose two pounds. It's not Weight Watchers. It's all up here. You want a better relationship. You want a better bank account. It's all up here. You are the one that you have been looking for. And that's what this book talks about. And the final aspect of that is communicate, meaning when a student just gets in that flight world, there's all kinds of lingo that we're talking about. We're talking about alpha, tango, turn left on Bravo, hold short, depart, all of these different things but you have your own language too. Everyone needs to learn how to speak Nathaniel in Nathaniel's world. That's how you effectively communicate. We stop living in expectations and you start living in agreements. And one of the stories I share in the book, uh, pardon, I just got something in my eye. My two girls, 
um, a few years ago, I went up to their room and they, they know how to clean their room, different things like that. And I said, hey girls, I just need you to clean up your room. Mom, me, I'm thinking clean floor, clean closets, beds made, the works. So I go in my older daughter's room, everything's shoved under the bed, bed's not made, but the floor is clean. I'm like, okay. And then I go in my younger daughter's room, bed's made, stuff is everywhere. And so I tell them, I'm like, girls, your room's not clean. And my little one says, the bed's made. What's the problem? And I'm like, we are not communicating effectively. And so it goes as far as even with your children. And what I love about this book, it's different things that you can use for everything. You want to fix relationships. You want to fix your finances. You want to enhance your spirituality. You want to fix your physicality. You've got to learn how to aviate, navigate, and communicate in your life. And I take it completely out of the aviation world and I bring it to you and what you need and how you can do this on a daily basis with everything. And that's what we're doing because I've seen it. I've created competent, effective, amazing pilots, and I've helped amazing, incredible people be their best and stop stalling. It's so easy to write down a New Year's Eve resolution. And this is something I put in the book too. Let me ask you, Nathaniel, you make a resolution. What month? Yeah. Do you think most people forget about it? January. February. What percentage do you think people forget? Oh, How much? What percentage? Mm-hmm. Probably 80%. 80. You're, you're good. Have you read my book yet? 80 for 80%. 80% <laughs> have forgotten by Valentine's forgot Day. about it. Done. They need to do. That's it. They're not setting goals effectively. They're not really realizing what they want, why they want it. That's a huge part. And, you know, the community that we've created in this small community, it's amazing because one of the things we also talk about is, and I won't give away the secret now, the one question that will keep you on course for the rest of your life. If you want a goal, there's one question that's tailored to you that will keep you on course. So it's these small things that we learned math. We learned the Pythagorean theorem. We learned A plus B equals C. We learned all that. What we were never taught is how powerful we are up here. Nope. has nothing to do with any religious base or anything like that. It's us as humans, as energy, as beings. We are powerful. We are so powerful. And that's one of the great things about just expanding and jumping into your show and what you're providing is just showing people what is possible when you really take on the power of you. People now... They, they need this guidance. A lot of a lot of people of color especially have a hard time with accepting the fact that they may need therapy. Now, you clearly are given therapy. And some people feel like, well, she's an author, she's a pilot, is she a therapist? It's like, what would you consider yourself if they did ask that? Because you, you, you're spitting therapy here. This is useful therapy that's working for the mind because we have a hard time not realizing what our purpose is in this world. And mm-hmm. I realize how we go forward. Before I even bring my guest, I'm gonna let him come in for a quick minute because I know I want you. he has an issue with his gift. He, he, he doesn't know what he wants to do. He doesn't know what he wants to be. He has a hard time with identity. He has a hard time with dating women. He has a hard time with being appealing. Um, and obviously this book is gonna cover all that. So would you consider yourself, even if you have to toot your own horn, would you consider yourself a therapist, an encourager, a life coach? What, what, what is Dawn Cook to the world? Other I love than that. being the mom and 
you know, the, the, the aim, you know, being a pilot. What else? That's so thoughtful. So yeah, so being a pilot, that that's my passion. That brings me joy. This, this realm, this is to help others and to be of service. And it's, it's a success coach. And so therapy, that's, and this is here, this is actually a big point. People sometimes, you know, oh, it's, it's therapy, it's mumbo jumbo. No, therapy is about where you were and how you got to where you are. Coaching, life coaching, success coach, business coach, you know, the coach of the Yankees. It's about where you wanna go. You wanna win the World Series. You wanna leave a legacy. You wanna be your best. That's what coaching is about. Coaching is completely the realm of where you are, but where you wanna go. And that takes some deep digging. And therapy is powerful. Coaching is powerful. It depends on what fits well with you. And so to answer your question, it's, and they're different realms. There's weight loss coach, there's business coach, there's marketing coaches, you know, there's relationship coaches. There's, there are all these different aspects. Uh, my focus is success coach. Where are you and where do you wanna go? Because when you conquer that one giant goal, you build that confidence muscle, you build that identity muscle, you build the power of you, and it trickles down into every aspect of your life. You only need to accomplish and overcome one hurdle for you to realize and unlock that Pandora's box within you for what you are capable of being. Your greatness is there. You are who you have been waiting for. No one needs a coach. Let me get that straight. We'll knock that out right now. No one needs a coach. Please say it. Please say People, that again. Please no one, no one needs a coach. No one, no one on this earth needs a coach, but you invest because you want accountability and you want to thrive. You want somebody who's non-biased. You, you don't want a friend. I'm not, when my clients hire me, it's, I'm, I'm not going to be your friend. That's not why we have this relationship. I only work with select people. I only work with people that I have the joy to wake up to and work with but I'm not your friend. I'm not gonna tell you it's okay to go and eat those Oreos when you're trying to lose weight. Right. What, what was the purpose of that, right. you know? And it's not about building willpower, it's the accountability and wanting more, that success. And again, no one needs a coach. And I'm not here to make you happy, that's not my job. You are who you have been waiting for. Sometimes you just need a little support in finding that. And that's what this is about. Mm. Some people would say, well, Hey, Dawn, I don't, I don't listen. You're married, you've got ch children, you have a career, you have everything. So, wouldn't it be biased because you already have it? And women, a lot of women are trying to get that. A lot of women are trying to be in a position. A lot of women here, especially, are trying to, uh, men are trying to find a good wife. Uh, 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 women are trying to find a good man. They try to work on all that. So, how would they come about? doing that because some women feel that they're incomplete here because they don't have a career uh they they you know they have children so they don't have a career you have children you have a career so they feel like okay and they're trying to get a man a boyfriend you're you're married you know should they feel less rather than like are they still superior like they need to hear you say this from a woman that has it because beyonce when it was like, you know, independent woman, rah, rah, rah. But when she got married and had a kid, it was like, I right, see y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very complex question. And I completely understand where you're coming from with regards to here's this woman. She has the job. She has kids. Now she's, you know, she's doing coaching and whatever. She has a spouse. She's tapped, blah, blah, blah. Who is she? 
Yes, I understand that. But do you remember the, um, it was a few years ago with um, Tom Cruise, Jerry Maguire, and right. Renee Zellweger's in the movie, and they have that one scene where she says, you know, you complete me, you had me at hello. That's an outside source, and that's really great for Hollywood. Mm, but like every woman that's hello. listening, mm. you complete yourself. You complete yourself. There's no one that needs to tell you hello except for your soul. That's it. And so if you're looking for a job to complete you or a spouse or a child or a situation, you have to start from the inside out. And that's something I have truly learned and have been screaming from the rooftops to help other women realize it's not about an outside thing. Because if you're looking on the outside, you'll never be satisfied. It will always be something more that you're looking for. When you're looking from the inside, that's when you truly start to shine, thrive, and grow. And so you look in the mirror and you tell yourself, you complete me. You, the person in that mirror, not the job, not the child, not the paycheck, not the bank account, not the Gucci's, not the Jimmy Choo's, you. And that's when start life just starts to just unfold for you. And that's the message that I would love to share because I realized it for myself. And you saying that, oh, well, she has the job. But for a long time, it was just like I think a lot of people. It's just career-driven. And when I realize the career is what makes me happy, but what am I really giving to the world? Indirectly, yes, I'm helping people travel and see loved ones and different things like that. But to truly touch somebody else's soul, that's where coaching comes in, to let everyone who that I come across and my clients truly realize the power that they have within See that this is ladies listen clear because this is the thing. I know a lot. I know some women out here, they have four or five kids and they feel that they have to take whatever man they can get. No, because they feel that you keep your head high, not your nose. No, Mm, no, keep your head high, not your nose. So, there are three things that I will always tell my daughters to keep high your head, your standards, and your heels. That's it. Mm. That's it. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to bring our guests in. Shout out to Fierce Soul. Shout out to Mardi Gras. I appreciate you so much. Um, we have uh, single mothers here. We have single women here. And, it, you know, they, they're afraid. They tell me on emails, but they're afraid. And they need to hear a woman of your stature to let them know that they're not alone here. Uh, Elijah. Uh, Elijah, this is Dawn. How you doing? And, uh, and Elijah is struggling with Hello. identity and things of their basis. And I want him to tell you, just in a simple, simple words, what your, his struggles are. And then you can coincide how incredible or how you can impact him in regards to your book, in regards to just giving him some information and lifting him up. Elijah, let him know basically okay. what you're, you're, you're doing. Okay. Um, I struggle, I, I struggle with um, I'm struggling with my purpose, and like I have no idea what my purpose is, and um, I don't know what my I don't currently have any passions, so I, I feel like I'm just floating around, and as a result of me floating around, I'm panicking because I feel like if time just keeps on going by, all I'm doing is getting older. And at the same time, I'm watching other people in my age bracket that are succeeding. And I'm 
getting panicked and worried that that day will never come for me. I think, she was, I think Dawn was having a problem with the internet. You had, I think Dawn had a problem with the internet for a quick second. Yeah, because it... I think it was freezing. Dawn, you can hear me? It's lagging. She may yeah. have to sign out and come back right away. Yeah, hello? So, yeah, she'll be back. She'll be back. So, Elijah, that was very well put. Uh, extremely well put, as a matter of fact. I think uh, this is people are going to feel what you're saying mm -hmm. through you. So you're speaking for a lot of people. Just want to let you know that. Um, I think that's, you know, the fact now, and I, you know, I'll let Dawn give her her rendition on it, but it's also the fact that you have been in the position you you work you're working this whole this you hold on she's coming back right now hold on one second you have this new plateau that you're in your life at what point are people happy about what they do and I don't feel people are happy anymore they're just not it's almost like we 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 seem to be doing everything that looks good on the outside looking in but then when you really talk to people you're like damn what the hell's going on you know. Do you feel that is something that you tend to struggle with right now, currently, just in regards to your career? Oh, uh, yeah, hell yeah. Like a lot of people, I had a traumatic experience a couple of years ago where I was set down in front of someone who basically roasted my entire way of living and saying that I wasn't good enough. And I had to oh, sit oh. back and... Okay. Hold on one second. Dawn, how's your, you good? There she goes. I'm sorry. Yes. For some reason, I could not get back in. Elijah, I'm completely apologize. I heard you right. talking and then it's everything okay. froze. <laughs> it's okay. So repeat I it to her again, Elijah. Yeah, repeat it again. Okay. Um, basically, I have no idea what my passions are. I have no idea what I want to do. And as a result of that, I feel like I've been floating around you know, for the better part of my adult life. And I feel like I'm getting too old to still be floating around and not have a direction. So I panic and I decide to go with whatever new adventure I believe can give me that stability. Okay. At this point, I threw out, I, at this point I threw out looking for my passion because if I haven't found it out by now, chances are I'm probably not gonna find it. So, while I'm still young enough to put in my 20, I wanted to get into something while I'm still young enough to put in my 20, 25 years and, you know, retire and live comfortably. Whether I like it or not, I'll figure at that point, at this point, I'll just learn to love something because I don't want to continue floating because I'm scared my day of success will never come. Okay. So um, are you open to a few questions that I might have? Yeah, you can ask me anything. <laughs> so just to get a better idea, I'm curious, where did you find or where did you come across the idea that you had to have a timeline for your passion? Like you had to have a timeline by yesterday. Um, I was, for lack of a better word, emasculated. I was sat down in front of an older woman 
when I had taken interest in her um her granddaughter, and she completely shredded my entire way of life, and it really, 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 really stuck with me okay. because I knew that she wasn't. She was only the first person to say something, but there are plenty of people that knew me and knew my family that felt the same way she did. And she what was the one setting up those barriers of what are you going to do when you're this age? What are you going to do by this deadline? What are you going to do by this? How are you going to be living by then? And I realized like, like I was totally unprepared for those questions because I had never even given any thought. I was just floating around thinking, I'll have stuff figured out by then. Okay. Is question, is there a reason that you've held her on this pedestal as her questions and her decisions and her dictating when something will happen means um, you're doing something wrong? Because I looked at that as the representation of this is what everyone feels about me. She was just the first person to say it. Is that true? I mean, based off of little rumors and whispers that I've heard, kind of yeah everybody not everyone but they are they have been people that have asked my family some questions about me like looking at me funny because i didn't have my whole life planned out is there so, a reason you feel like you needed to have a resume for everybody um because i'm not strong enough to tell people how i'm living comfortably and just shake off their opinions the way I'm perceived matters to me. I'm not saying what? that everyone in the world has to like me, but I want people to at least look at me and say, he's respectable. Do you and think people, they don't say that? Yeah, no, I don't. Why? Um, I've Basically, for the better part of my entire life, I've never been accepted by a social group at all. Um, and People have never accepted me for who I was. Who were People you? Have... I was a kid that was into some weird things. I had bad people skills. Um, to be honest, I never learned how to adequately get along with people after the traumatic experience of my mother died. She knew how to handle me. She knew who to put me around. After she passed, I stopped being able to find people who understood me. She, I missed that. So as a result, I was floating around from social group to social group and nobody was accepting of me either. Fast forward, I get older and now I'm not only not accepted by social groups, I'm not accepted by society in terms of you should have this done by your 30. You should have that by your 25. You should have this by your 27. So now I'm, not, I'm looked upon as socially unacceptable, financially unacceptable, and futuristically unacceptable because I have no plan. Okay. So, and I'm just gonna backtrack your words. So really, you are simply an introverted child with a traumatic loss mm -hmm. and you just don't feel like you belong because you lost your pillar. 
mm-hmm. your mom. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And while you're looking for, which we all do, we're, we're humans. It's one of our core beings is to be accepted. But I have a question. Do you accept yourself? I feel like I do, but in me accepting myself, I don't know if that alienates others because I'm weird. Why are you weird? Says who? Um, quirky. Ha- oh, multiple people that I've hung around previously. Like, Do I'm, you think? I'm, my bad, not to cut you. I'm not. I don't oh, mean no, to cut no, you no. off. No, it's just yeah. the connection. I heard you after. Okay. Yeah. Um, the things that I say about me aren't just my own formulated opinions. These are the opinions of multiple people that hung around me for extended periods of time. Okay. Like, it's not like, it's not like I'm one of those people that claim to to be quirky and have all these weird little, you know, attitude things or inklages. Now, everything that I could say, I could call three people right now to all verify, yeah, he's out there. So, it, that's, that's them and what they're talking about. But Elijah, what do you think when you look in the mirror? And I, I ask this because our words are powerful. The first mm-hmm. words that came out were weird, quirky. I'm just from my notes, looking for acceptance. Why are those bad things that you're different, that you're outside of the box, that you're creative, that you don't follow the crowd, that you're your own person? Because I feel like my differences have led me to be more ostracized. Have they? Maybe, maybe I need to get out more. Maybe I'm in my own head too much. I do get very, 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 very anxious. It's a great place to live. Just don't stay there. It's a good place to stay. (laughs) Visit, don't stay there. (laughs) Just visit. Take a look Uh, at the neighborhood, get their opinions, but don't stay there. So I do have one question for you because these are, you're telling me these things that everyone else is saying. What do you think of yourself? You are a strong man. You are healthy. You are on this call. You are capable of connecting, of communicating. You have drive. You have passion. It doesn't matter. Anxiety and excitement are the same thing. We just label it differently. So you are, okay, you might go into a crowd. It might make you anxious. Or the other part of you, it's excitement. It's different. It's new. It's outside your comfort zone. It just depends on how you label these things. And so when you look in the mirror and you brush your teeth and you get up and you're in the shower and you're getting ready, if you didn't know who you are, who would you be? What would you wear? How would you Mm. act? How would you feel? How would you speak? Mm. What would you do? And it's a lot of questions, but the beauty is it's whatever you want. They can say you're weird. You can say they're validated. But if you don't think that, it doesn't matter. And you will be accepted when you accept yourself. But what do you want? Mm -hmm. And I want you to go away from this conversation knowing that you are exactly where you need to be. You are not doing anything wrong. You are not doing anything outside the norm. You are doing what works for Elijah right now. And you're not losing, you're learning. You win or you learn. That's all mm. it is. Failure and learning are the exact same word. It's just what you put on it, the magnetism that you put on it. 
You got an F mm. on a test, you failed, or you learned what you didn't know and what you need to fix for next time. It's the same exact thing. You're exactly where you need to be. And we had this conversation in your chat in the beginning, you know, you didn't meet these milestones. Who's they? And this woman, plenty of people mm. met milestones much later in life. You're still learning. Maybe you're still gaining. Maybe you haven't crossed that path yet. But when you look in the mirror, who do you want to be? If you could be anybody and you could find your passion and that will come. You don't make the best life by finding yourself. You do it by creating yourself. So who are you becoming? Okay. What do you wear? How do you act? How do you feel? You just close your eyes and brush your teeth. How does it feel to be you? How does it feel to be where you are? How does it feel to have that goal? How do you speak? Is your tone lower? Do you speak anxious? Do you speak quietly? What does that feel like? What do you do? It doesn't have to be what do you do? Meaning, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. It doesn't mean what do you do job-wise? What do you do around others? What do you do in a crowd? What do you do when you're frustrated? Like, Elijah, this is such a beautiful conversation because there's so many mm. outside things. And I don't know if you heard Nathaniel and I talk earlier. It's this tornado. And it's easy to get caught in that. You didn't do this by the time you were 20. You didn't do this by the time you were 22. You didn't do this by the time you were 30. You can keep listening to that and that can keep pushing you further down the line as far as you didn't do this when you were 50. That's noise. Mm. That's just noise. Who are you becoming? I think it's beautiful that you're here because you can become whatever the hell you want. It doesn't have to be based on your past. It doesn't have to be based on these people's opinions. It doesn't have to be based on acceptance. Make your own tribe. Do your own thing. But who are you becoming? And the beauty is you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Exactly where you're supposed to be. What are you okay. hearing? I'm hearing everything. I'm hearing that I'm, I shouldn't let people tell, hammer me for what I haven't done by a certain point. I'm hearing that there is a level of self-acceptance that I still have to reach. And I know I have a road to get there. And it sounds kind of generic, the whole make, be a tribe of one, make your own community type of thing. Like, it sounds generic only because I've heard it before, so many times before. Because you're not the first person that I've told this to. So when you hear it over and over again and you keep failing at it, you start thinking like, all right, that's, 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 there is no truth in that. But to be honest, I could have done a better job in learning how to accept myself for what I am, what I'm not. And what do you like about yourself? Um, I'm one of those people that in a group, I can actually, I'm the uplifting one. I'm the caretaker. Um, I bring energy. 
I bring laughs. I try to get everybody on the same page. Um, I'm very, very, it's kind of weird for a dude to say I'm kind of nurturing on the, for instance, if some, someone at my job today, they were having a bad day. They have an argument with his, uh, he was having an argument with his girlfriend and he was visibly stressed out. And I did my best while everyone was just saying, uh, you know, forget him. I did my best to try to like lighten his spirit. Like, yo, dude, check this out. You you can worry about that later. In three hours when we go to lunch, you won't even care about whatever she's saying. But I do not want you to get kicked out of this establishment. We're all here. We all came in together. We, I want to see everybody here succeed. So please throw your phone in your locker and let's get back out there. Don't touch it till noon. I love it. So you're a connector, you're a yes. guide, you're a helper. Yes. Nurturing is not a bad thing. Everyone needs empathy. Everybody needs empathy. A different light shined on it. You know, oh, only moms can be nurturing. That's not true, we're all human beings. We all need that aspect. So you're a connector. Mm-hmm. Is there anything wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm painfully nice. What does if painfully that's... nice mean? I'm too much of a nice guy. He's, talk, he's talking too about the he, nice he's talking about the woman to the woman. No, generally too. I'm a nice guy to everybody. I gave somebody because one of the guys there he had gotten into a car accident. You little dizzy. I gave him my five dollar can of Red Bull today. So <laughs> let me get this straight. That was five dollars. Did it matter? Nah, I didn't. I didn't make a big deal out of it because if I didn't give that to him, he might have passed out on the floor, and then we would have all been. I don't know what would have happened. So let me get this straight: you're a connector. Mm-hmm. Let me put my finger on my camera. Compassionate, nurturer, helpful, a guide. All of these amazing qualities. Looking at me, and you're worried about what other people think. Yeah. Was anybody else going to help your friend so he didn't get fired? Was anybody else going to give away the Red Bull so the guy didn't pass out? No. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. You're a giver. Now, there are some ends to being too nice. We'll talk about that. We don't want you to be a doormat. That's totally different. (laughs) That's not allowed. You can be nice, but you cannot be a doormat. That's boundaries. There have to be some boundaries. Mm-hmm. But everything that you're telling me, these voices, this loudness, you know exactly who you are. You know exactly how powerful you are. But it's hard to listen when we're going so fast and we're listening to everything else. You sit mm-hmm. with that. Who are you becoming? Because you're exactly where you need to be as a connector, as a guide, as a helpful source as a listener, as an empathetic observer to your other human beings on this planet. You had a traumatic loss, and that's a lot. I can't speak on that, and I'm very sorry for your loss. But you take that, and you take your mom's strength, and you bring that with you to everything that you do. And you just told me that you did. A nurturer, every mother's a nurturer. A connector, 
You bring the laughs, you're uplifting. I'm looking over at the notes that I took. There's such beauty in what you told me. I hope that you see that. Thank you. What are you hearing? No, thank you for sharing. It's a lot to be vulnerable and to be honest and to mm -hmm. share with hundreds of people. Um, I heard that I have beautiful tendencies. So that actually kind of makes me smile a little bit. Um, tell tell, tell about that, the whole tell about the whole situation. Cause I know Dawn's gonna have to leave. So tell about the whole situation which you struggle with, where they think that you're creepy. What? Like a woman, a woman would think that he was creepy. <laughs> what? That's news to me. I mean, maybe they might think I'm creepy because I'm too nice, or I might have a tendency to say the wrong thing sometimes. Right, that's creepy. Yeah, right. So why, why? In other words, Dawn, what he interprets as normal, the woman are taking as creepy. Oh, he cares about me. He's he's finding out why I didn't, did I get home yet? Oh, like, Elijah, right? oh, that's okay. an insecure woman. That's not worth your time. That's totally different. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we totally were both confused different. on that's that. That's a woman who's not secure with herself and who's always looking for drama. You're a gentleman, and you okay. actually care about her self, safety, and well-being. You hold your standards high. If that's creepy to her, we're good. We're good. Okay. Bye, girl. Yeah. If that's creepy to her, bye, Felicia. Okay. That's a whole different. That's not coaching. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's too no, nice. He's always be surprised. Doing this. Like, get out of beat. Be That's tougher. Yeah. That's a constant a issue. Say for heart and compassion. Mm -hmm. And you are, these are amazing qualities. And just because they don't jive with everybody else, until you accept them as powerful and strong, and that you have something to offer, not just somebody else, should there be a spouse in the picture someday, but to the world, as long as you're looking on the outside for validation, you're going to keep running into this circle conversation. That's real. That's real. That's serious. As long as you're looking for validation. You are the only person that you've been looking for. And I'll tell you what, Elijah, all you need is your next breath and a belief in yourself. A belief that being a connector is powerful. A belief that being a nurturer is powerful. A belief that laughter and empathy and you know just being the joy for somebody else those are powerful characteristics and qualities and they were given to you for a reason they're not weird they're weird to those that you don't need in your tribe they're not odd they're odd to those that they just don't speak your language when you're true to you and you love who you are and who you are becoming everything slowly starts to fall into place. Again, seriously, okay. in the morning, the next five days, brush your teeth. What do you wear? Five years, what do you look like? How do you act? What do you feel like in the morning? What's your bank account look like? What do your clothes look like? What does your house look like? How do you speak to others? What do you do? Do you donate? Do you meditate? Do you run? 
Do you run around with your kids? Do you run around with your girl? Do you travel? What do you do? Because mm. if you don't know, you're not going to get anywhere. But if you throw that specific details out to the energy and to the universe, it'll slowly come back to you. But you have to decide what you want. What do you want? Don't hold back from my life. Before she leaves, let, let her know your struggles. Do you prefer a lady or do you like kind of like a toxic type of ratchet type of woman? Like, wait, wait. you got to let her know that. Don't hold nothing. She needs to know the uh, raw. All right. Um, in terms of that, I'm not sure if I ever met a lady or if a lady's ever been interested in me long enough for us to actually build something. I've had a string of toxic people come in and out of my life to a point where I think that that's just what I what I attract and what I'm attracted to. Because so he, I've my bad. I've in, a nut, in, I was say, in a nutshell, he loves hope. Well, two things. One, I'm happy to keep connecting with you further on this. But two, mm-hmm. a lot of times we get what we accept. When we accept toxic and drama and stress, that's what keeps coming through our door. But when you figure out, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, when you figure out what you want and who you are, you put boundaries on that because you're no longer willing to tolerate it. It doesn't fit with who you are. You're a baller. Mm -hmm. You're a lover. You're a nurturer. You want a queen who's going to let you open the car door and open the door and not get all freaky because, oh, you're being too nice. No, because you cherish her. That's what you're looking for. And when you stop tolerating all the other nonsense, thinking that's what you have to accept because that's what always comes your way, then things start to change. It starts with you, what you want. What is what does your future look like? What does this woman look like? What does this person look like? What do you guys do together? How does she talk to you? How do you talk to her? What do you do on a, a random Saturday night? You know, it doesn't have to be concrete. You're not predicting the future but you're setting inside your subconscious what you are willing to tolerate. And when you don't know what you're gonna tolerate, you'll tolerate anything. When you don't know what you stand for, you stand for whatever comes your way. And you just think that's that's what life has to offer. Not realizing that you're in control. You're in control. But if you mm. just think going through the motions and going through the flow, you never knew that. So you just took what came your way, does it? I can yeah, talk to women. Now it's, it's I, I've been accepting of it for so long, it's hard for me to say no. But if you're not accepting of yourself mm. and you know who you are and what you want, you just take anything that comes your way. Because she's nice. She's pretty. I bet she looks good. She probably does. Mm-hmm. She probably does. Mm-hmm. But does your heart sit well with that? Is that really what you want forever? Mm-hmm. Drama? And chaos—is mm-hmm. that what you want your kids growing up with? Should you have them? Drama mm-hmm. and chaos. When you decide what you want and who you are and what you're willing to tolerate, it starts from the inside. A connector, a nurturer, a strong, compassionate man that's going to take care of me. Sign me up. No drama. Yeah. We communicate. We talk. We push each other. We're a team. He's my champion. Sign me up. 
she's out there. You might not be ready for her yet because you have to love you first. You cannot love anybody else until you love yourself. Okay. You've given me so many amazing qualities that I would love for my daughters to find someone like you in years. Someone who's strong, who's a nurturer, who's empathetic, that just doesn't worry about themselves. How hard is that to be in a relationship where there's only one side and it's always that person? That's not a team. That's not a relationship. That's a fan club. I'm not paying for that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no one's interested in that. Please. We're grownups. We're not doing that. So a nurturer. Uh, like that's so beautiful that where you lost your mom, you can share her in so many other ways. Mm. What are you hearing? I'm hearing that I need to I'm I need to continue on my path because I might not be ready for the woman that I'm supposed to be with. And that might be why I never connected with a good woman. Because I need to learn myself first and be able to know and accept and verbalize what doesn't work for me or what I don't need before Very I can true. before I can take on what's something that I do. And stand up for that. So if I told you, hey, I've got this great opportunity for you. It can be whatever you want. I'm going to open this door. Okay. You're outside this mm -hmm. golden door. And inside that door is anything you want. You just have to choose anything you want. It could be wealth. It could be physical. It could be relationships. It can be anything you want, but you have to choose. And I open that door and that's life. It's the same thing. It's anything you want. You just have to choose. You choose what you accept. You choose what you don't accept. And you walk through that door and you make it exactly the party you want. It's not just a random door. People think you open the door randomly. You're just like, geez, I, I, I would just go left. And I hope it looks good over here. No, you create that door when you open it. It's whatever you want. And you can only open it once. So you better make it the best event ever. And that's what this is. It's life. You get one shot. That's mm. it. That's it. Your mom had one shot. And mm. she did an amazing job with you. And it was, I'm sure it's been just very, very hard. But her life mm. was not in vain. Because you are a connector. You are a nurturer. You are empathetic. And you love that and everything else will roll into place. Okay. Thank you. Oh, you need to take notes of that. I'm happy you, to help. I, I love that part where she says you are a nurturer, you are connected, you are empathetic. You know, I think more people need to take notes down the same way how we give notes when we take notes down, when we're talking to people. I think it's important for the receivers to take notes. I just learned that literally. I need to tell people in the future, listen, you have to have a pen and paper. You need to take notes because you need to read back. You need to read this back to you when you can. Because the, the, the struggle is going to be all of these things. Now, Dawn, of course, like I said, you know, we're going to be doing this. Dawn, listen, the, the people are going to want to know how often could you be here? I want you to tell them now because I don't want it to be my word because they were like, where is she at? Where is she at? <laughs> You know, because we need to know, because Elijah right now, this is something consistently, you know, I'm doing a short film, so he's going to be starring in this. 
I wait till your part comes in once September, right? You know, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna take me like six months to put it together, but it's gonna be amazing. So by the time you land and we do what we got to do, like we discussed, but how often could you be on this channel? Because I have people that need help, and and Elijah, there's gonna be a, another one of my homegirls is struggling because she's dating this guy. She has children. There's a, a couple's therapy that you may have to give for a half an hour. They need some guidance. They have a long-distance relationship. So, you know, Elijah's breaking the ice. How often could you be here? This, first of all, Elijah, thank you. Thank you for just being honest. I'm a complete stranger to you. And, you know, just for being open with my questions and my suggestions. So I appreciate that. And, um, Nathaniel, we can we can do this once a month. We'll figure this out. And I'm happy to, you know, do giveaways and share, but you don't know what you don't know. And I think now, especially for any coach that has come to the other side and realizes the power that's up here, that's a game changer. It's a game changer. And just exposing more people to that, it's a game changer. Well, I'm going to be the first one to tell everybody, author Dawn Cook, okay? I said it. I mean, she has to get used to that because that's exactly what she is. You don't, you can't just write a book and call yourself uh, an artist, right? You're an author. And Thank uh, you. I want yes. you to let them know about this book that's coming, you know, depending on who's here. Because I know a lot is going to be asking me, yo, she's going to give me a book. Then she's going to give us. So, uh, you know, can you tell them basically, um, you know, about the book. Um, I mean, you are an author officially now, you know? I like am. A- Thank you. Thank you very much. I keep tilting my head. Um, yes, yeah, so I am, and um, I'll have more details shortly. The book will be out next month, though, and everyone can find it on Amazon, and I'm revamping the website and Instagram and, and all that fun stuff. So lots of good things in store. They do take a little bit of time to kind of manipulate and edit behind the scenes, but, but all good things. So yes, next time I'm on here, I'll have Plenty more to share and um, hopefully some fun giveaways and just get everybody on, you know, in, inside your mind. Like I told Elijah, it's a good place to visit. Don't stay there, though. Don't stay there. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and listen, ladies and gentlemen, don't be asking her for no damn buddy pass. That's just for me. <laughs> I, I want you to be taking the giveaways. going to be happening. <laughs> they going to be like, I want to fly, Nate. I'm like, you want to fly? You go buy her book on Amazon. That's how you fly, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Only thing I just want to do um, when 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 I'm on a plane with Dawn, I just gotta just sit there so I can sit there like a little kid, no cameras. I just gotta be on the plane that she flies. That's all I'm trying. To, that's my goal this year. You understand? We'll see what we can do. We'll yes. Yeah. So we're gonna work that out. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, Dawn has to be going. She has to get up early. She has a red eye. Um, and um, we appreciate you and Elijah. Please, we have to follow this up. So just remember the notes that she took and the notes that you take, because we're going to okay. continue this. We're going to okay. continue this. We're going to continue this. So uh, this is just the start of a beginning. So Elijah, welcome to the movement. Dawn, welcome to the movement that we created. You know, this this movement starts now, today. Let's do this. This, this one okay. here, you know, so, <laughs> so much love to y'all. And uh, Elijah, I'll be talking to you in a second. Dawn, again, I appreciate you so much. I think you're an amazing woman. Uh, any words to the people before we leave out of here? Um, well, first of all, Nathaniel, honestly, thank you for this platform. I know we met by chance, but nothing is 
by accident. So I greatly appreciate that. Elijah, again, thank you for your time. I'm a complete stranger. And you're probably like, girl, please. You don't know. But Oh, no. He's, 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 he's definitely. You never know. You never know. Take what you want from it. But um, honestly, mm. for everybody, just you're inside. You know, it. you are who you have been looking for. That's it. It's not from the outside. It's not from the shoes. It's not from Instagram, social media, or anybody's comments. That's the last place we need validation. You love yourself. You'd be happy with yourself. And if you don't like it, here's a secret. Change. You're completely capable of changing. If you don't like what you see in the mirror, change. Do it. What do you see? What do you want to wear? How do you want to act? Everything that I ask Elijah, then change it. So do it. So please join us next month and look forward to sharing a lot more. But you are who you are looking for. And what I tell all my clients, all you need is your next breath and a belief in yourself. That is it. That mm. is it. Mm. Elijah, can you, can you put that in your notes right there? Hell yeah. It's in my book. And ladies and gentlemen, like she said, listen, and, and fellas, stay, stay away from these ratchet women all damn summer. Damn, stay away. Get, get you a lady. You know what I'm saying? You see this woman here. Her makeup is incredible. You see her eyebrows looking incredible. Teeth, smile, all that. I mean, damn, man. Y'all got to stop, man. No woman with gold teeth this summer. Nah, we got to stop. Much love. Much love to Dawn, um, Elijah, all the above, man. You guys are fantastic.